My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for The Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is The Inbound Secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is The Inbound What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Inbound Secret. As always, I'm your host, Bryce Vance, and we've got Joe DeRoma today coming in hot. I know you're hustling over there, man, so I appreciate you taking the time to come in. Now, I'm going to let you tell your story because it's impactful, it's passionate, it's really kind of just an inspiration. But for everybody listening, I want to give you a quick intro. Joe is the managing partner of the successful male here in North America. He's a certified coach from Newfield in ontology, something that's called somatic disposition. We're going to have to talk about that because just the words alone caught me. And you're leading the way towards developing a global community of men to better themselves. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, our, our, our mission statement's very clear to develop 1 million men around the globe into the best versions of themselves, you know, high character, high integrity, financially savvy, emotionally intelligent, um, so that they can leverage all that to make an impact on their families, their communities, and of course, their nations. I love it, man. I love it. Here at the Inbound Secret, we're all about helping people thrive, not just survive. And and you're like the, the epitome of that, right? So, Without further ado, man, introduce yourself to everybody. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And then I, I want to go back a few years and talk about like, like old Joe and what got you here. Okay. The messy guy that we were talking about the other night, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man. Uh, you know, most recently, uh, like I said, you know, becoming a coach um, that was derived out of uh, passion. Um, it was derived out of leading people and, and hospitality. Uh, I've been leading restaurants for over 15 years now and discovered along the way that I was very uh, passionate about people development, you know, being a, a, a person who's transformed my own life and, and, and living in my highest potential and high performer. Um, you know, doing all that, I, I, discovered that I wanted to help others do the same for themselves in whatever capacity, personal or professional, right? And um, by doing that and, and having that concentration um, and focus on that within my teams, I then realized that I was starting to see a lot of success in business because I was so heavily involved in developing and caring for them. But the other good thing that I always tell people, I was good at it, man. Like I just was, I'm just naturally, I make people feel special and comfortable when they're around me. I have good energy and I know that and I show up for them. And, and so it's really about discovering that for yourself, right? So, um, you know, a little bit about me, you know, my, my definition of success, which, you know, we have to clearly define for ourselves. That's what we were talking about the other night. Like, 
I, I drill that on people because that's the very first question we ask people in our, our e-course, the success blueprint. What is your definition of success? Because it's so subjective, um, not society's version, not your mom and dad's, but what is yours? And then I define that for myself, right? And it's, you know, doing what I want, when I want, with who I want. So um, best version I've heard, and that's from John Maxwell. Um, but then, you know, I got clear on my purpose, my passions, what my values are. And, and you know, things really started to come alive for me. And, and it was more about chasing, you know, being excellent, chasing greatness rather than just settling for average, you know, because I think a lot of people get confused and think that mediocrity is because we have it so good here, you know, so it's like, oh, yeah. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm good. But um, so I'm a, today I'm a loyal son. Um, you know, I show up for both my parents and, and, um, I'm a, I'm a good brother and an attentive father and a, a loving husband. And, and, uh, I definitely show up for my wife in a way that I've never shown up for women before, you know? Um, and I did a lot yeah. of work in that area. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm, you know, owning and running restaurants leading the charge for the successful male, um, blasting off on the podcast and the magazine and, and just developing a lot of men uh, in my client business with that. I love it, man. I love it. One of the, uh, everybody that listens to this has heard me say this before. I, I Historically, I'm a prolific mistake maker, right? Like <laughs> at any problem that I could have gotten into, any trouble I could have gotten into, like I've been there, done that. And I'm one of those people that like, I learned the lessons the hardest way physically possible, right? <laughs> it's, it's never like, Oh, advice. I'll take that. It's always like advice. I love it. Thank you. Still going to do the thing. And then I'll come back to that. Yeah. I need um, the experience. I, I have to feel it. Yeah. 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 But, and that's led me, you said one thing there that, that really caught my attention and that's what we were talking about the other night, right? We were talking about success being, really individual, right? Like your, your definition of success could be very different than mine. It could be very different than Trey's from Breeze, from Samantha's, from, from anybody's. Right. And it's important that we talk about that because you transferred very well into the statement of we have it so good here. For those of you who, who are listening, think about your average American household, even in the poverty line, we're still bougie compared to most of the world, right? We're blessed to be able to have that, but it comes with its own set of consequences. I talk about socioeconomic brainwashing and complacency being like two of the biggest issues that are, for the lack of a better term, infecting Americans and any any country that has westernized culture, right? That's a great, not- that's a great term for it though. That is, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah. And I love the fact that the successful male is about changing the things that we inherently were bred to believe and just got passed on and passed on and passed on. And I can tell you firsthand, like the man I was three years ago isn't even a shadow of the man I am today. And I had to go through a lot of the stuff that you're helping other men worldwide solve I just had to do it myself because there, there wasn't, there wasn't a you in my life at that time. Right. So I, I, I implore you for that. I, I think that's super inspirational. 
Now, talking about that, because both of us have messy past, so we're going to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> we, we know who you are now. We know what your mission is, right? Change a million men across the world to be the best version of themselves, right? And you've gone through a lot of stuff to get there. Tell me about old Joe. Like where, what, what's the history of Joe that, that, that fire started in? You're like, nah, I got, I got to help people with this. Well, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. I'll, I'll start it by saying uh, the best compliment that I've ever received in my entire life was from my wife. Um, one of the first times when we were dating, we went and hung out with one of like one of the only friends that I still have around because he's just a really good guy. And he always has been. We went out to dinner with him and his wife and I lived with them for a year. Like him and I lived together for three years in a house, but like his, his girl, his girlfriend who now is his wife lived with us for a year. And they were just telling these stories of me and blackouts and, you know, all this craziness that I was doing. And my wife just looked at me and she said, I, I literally can't even bring into reality in my brain that that was ever who you were. And that right there tells me just is like the true testimony of how powerful transformation of thought and attitude really is when you do the, the mindset and belief system rewiring, right? So um, that being said, I, I started at a very young age. Um, I just, I guess, decided to get, get real messy real early. Um, you know, I was suffering from mental illness and deep depression and, and was in uh, my first residential uh, psychiatric hospital at 14 years old and um, was already, you know, using drugs at that time. And, you know, and, and things just progressively got worse from there. And, you know, I was in residential rehabs at 16. I had already gotten a lot of good string of arrests by that time, you know. Um, <clears throat> I never was really the violent type, more just doing really dumb stuff, you know, like just, yeah. just being a mess. And, um, you know, I, I dropped out of high school, uh, six months before my, my graduation date. Um, and my parents would just looked at me like I was the dumbest person on the planet, like just finish. And it just wasn't for me. I couldn't sit still. I didn't see the value in doing stuff that I had already learned and memorized. I just, I, I wasn't wired that way. I love learning, but I, I don't like the memorization and, and the testing and all that stuff to see how great I am and how much I know, you know, which again, that's deep cultural context that we could have in a whole other episode about. But um, so things, things just, got you know progressively worse for me and and I would say like I tell a lot of people um I didn't come from a, a bad home um I didn't I, I have alcoholism and drug addiction on both sides of my family and there is a lot of pain and a lot of dysfunction as a result of that um but you know I my mother instilled in me very good uh, values and integrity and and I was raised in the church so it wasn't like I didn't know like, it wasn't like I wasn't taught the right things, you know, um, I chose um, with my own mental illness and, and addictions to take a different path. And I was absolutely wrong. So, you know, like you said, just, it's, you know, just a big mistake, right? Like I had to learn. Well, I, I want to add to that. 
there's a lot of similarities in like your story and, and what I myself have gone through. I didn't come from like a bad home. Yeah. My parents got divorced when I was like eight or nine, but they're both very loving They we spend every Saturday together. Now we're very close. Now it took years to repair those relationships, oh, yeah. but I, it wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't know it's for whatever reason at that time in my life, I decided to be completely wrong in the way that I wanted to go. And, and tell me what you feel on this. Cause, cause I love this, this topic, cause it shows that for all of you watching and listening, if we can overcome this, if we can every day strive to be a better version of ourselves, you can too, that yeah. if you, if you need to reach out and talk to one of us, feel free to reach out. We are all here to help you just know that you can do it. But it wasn't one decision back then for me. It Everybody seems to have this thought process of you made one decision that this was how your life was going to go. I didn't wake up on a Tuesday and think, nah, want to want to do drugs and drink all the time and get kicked out of school and screw up my future. That never crossed my mind. It was tiny little decisions every day that just built up to this gigantic snowball of a few years into that. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, that's the law of compounding development. And people think that they only associate it to like the debt snowball, but that is in the negative space and in the positive space, right? And the law of compounding development is you pretty much said the definition, but it's small, simple steps done consistently over time produce radical outcomes, right? Like it's, yeah. and, and it's, it's more about the habits that I had that dictate my future rather than like, I made this one big, I mean, I did make a lot of one big, mistakes right like yeah um you know but their majority of them like you was just choosing day after day to not show up for me right yeah. and to continue filling this empty hole inside of me with women and drugs and alcohol and cars and jobs and clothes and money and none of it had anything to do with filling that spiritual hole or any type of love on myself, right? Because yeah. so much of the reason why I had to keep using was because I wasn't living in my integrity. I knew I should be living up here, right? And mm -hmm. rather than raising my behavior to meet my standards and goals, I just kept lowering my standards and my goals to match my behavior, right? Yeah. And then guess what? I continue going down, then I start hanging out with other people that are lower. Right. Because the other people don't want to hang out with you or you hang out with the drinkers or then sometimes you hang out with the dry goods people. And then sometimes you hang out with all the people going to raves because I'm in Tampa. Ebor was big back then, you know, <laughs> and it was like you had these little pockets of people and it was like, you know what? I was just whoever I needed to be in that situation rather yeah. than hey, this is who I am. And these are my convictions and this is what I stand for. Yeah, it's it's a big thing. Like I I talk about this with a lot of people, and I've done a few shows where 
like there's just a genuine connection between between us and and we have this type of conversation and it's it's interesting when we get to when we get to candidly talk about this because the hardest thing i think i've ever had to do was take a look at myself. I started seeing a psychiatrist and a counselor, but was to take a look at myself and find out that I'm toxic, right? It it wasn't it wasn't looking at mistakes that I've made and and making amends with it. While that was difficult, the hardest thing I've ever had to do was look at myself and objectively and truly vulnerably look at myself to find the the things that were causing challenges and problems and issues and dedicate not only time and money and resources and and all that but dedicate really my life and my mind to resolving those mm. yeah I, you know i've been this is my 10th podcast in, in the last six weeks that i've been on and what you just said um I, I'm probably have said on six out of the 10 that because everyone's like, well, what was that like one turning point for you? And I said the same thing. The instant that I surrendered and finally said, I'm going to take responsibility for my life actions and results directly or indirectly, that full acceptance of that, that's when change could start to flow in, right? Because then I'm no longer fluent in victimese. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, like it's not the yeah. cop's fault. It's not my mom's fault. It's not my girlfriend's fault. It's you know, it's my fault. And yeah. I need, and like you said, taking that ownership is is incredibly uh, high level of humility. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, it's the single greatest um, kind of seed or whatever you may call it necessary for you to grow and move forward and listen everyone's bottom's different right like we know this mm -hmm. and you don't have to go through what brian and i went through your bottom could you don't have to go all the way down to the bottom floor yours could be right or you could just be facing something very tough right now and just need to take responsibility for that you know yeah. it's that choice time after time yeah and it, it's it's oddly empowering. Like w once, yeah. once you open yourself up to that point where it's, it's just a holistic thing that you're, you're doing for, for you really, but you're doing it for everybody at the same time. Right. And, but it all starts with you. It's, I always relate it to, cause I do a lot of like business coaching and, and, like ecosystem coaching and stuff. And a very common topic in that is, well, I need to make sure to take care of so-and-so. Well, yes, you do make more to give more. Like one of my close friends and coaches Akbar says, but there's a reason why you put on your oxygen mask before your child's when an airplane crashes, Yeah, you have to take care of yourself first before you can serve somebody else. Exactly. And, and it's, it's like that trickle down concept, right? Like, Everybody says trickle down economics doesn't work. Maybe, maybe not. That's a whole different discussion. But the holistic view of top down servitude does. Yep. And and I think to your point, um, you know, there's nothing faster 
for me um, than, than getting the help of a mentor. Nothing accelerates your results faster than that, period. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So much of my success since changing my life in 2009 has come as a result of, I always have two to three mentors at all time, a spiritual mentor, a business mentor, and a mastermind mentor, always, always, without a doubt, because yeah. guess what? Kobe and Michael had uh, Phil, you know, and if you look at my books back there, you might see 11 rings. That's why he has more than can fit on his hands. You know what I mean? So it's like, if those guys who are incredibly high performers have them, then who the hell am I, you know? There there's Even probably some as a coach, you know what I mean? Even he had Jim Rohn, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tony Robbins started the freaking industry and he had a coach, right? Yeah. It's there's probably something to it. Uh, so let's, let's move a little bit further. We talked about old Joe, super inspiring, impactful story. We know where you are now. What were kind of the, the middle steps? I know you, I know you're a restaurateur, you're a coach for men, you're we've got it. We've got to talk about whatever. Let me look it up again. Whatever somatic disposition is here in a second. What, what were these stepping stones that kind of got you through all of this, not only holistically, spiritually, and mentally, but to your definite definition of success? Mm, great question. Um, you know, my, my build to where I am now was a little bit slower than others because I, I had a lot of mess to clean up <clears throat> the first, you know, the first three years, three and a half years that I was working on myself, I didn't have a driver's license <clears throat> from, you know, my arrests, um, you know, so, um, and two months into, uh, chain making the decision to change, I had my son. So like I had a lot of stuff going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I, I was the very first thing I did was, uh, you know, get help for my alcoholism. Second thing I did was I picked up reading, um, which, you know, before I told my mom, who's a secondary English major, that reading is stupid. I remember <laughs> saying that to her. Uh, how stupid is that to even say? You know, um, so, um, but my mind was so crazy that I had to listen to Shaw Day in my earphones um, mm -hmm. to read my books on the bus to and from work. And I worked for a company, a restaurant company, for uh, 10 years um, in that time frame. And I went from riding the bus serving tables to all the way to overseeing productivity for all 189 restaurants, creating change, um, writing SOPs traveling the country, teaching, managing partners and area directors how to improve profitability for a $600 million organization with the president and vice president. So all within that time frame, there was therapy to learn how to be in a loving, healthy relationship. Because although my, you know, my folks stayed together, they weren't the beacon of love and tolerance to one another. <clears throat> um, you know, I had to do that. I had to learn how to not objectify women and see them as a possession, but see them as an equal partner and in, in a relationship that we could grow together. Um, I had to uh, get into meditation, which I'm a daily practitioner of that now for a uh, little over 11 years. Um, I had to get into uh, enriching my spiritual condition. Um, and then the, about two years in, I got the bug for leadership. I discovered, you know, um, John Maxwell, Dr. Miles Monroe, of course, Jim Rohn, Tony and Les Brown, all those guys. And um, so much of 
you know, all the things I'd been doing spiritually, you know, with Wayne Dyer and Alan Watts and all these guys, it, all of those timeless principles translated also into the leadership domain. Plus at that time I was leading teams. So it was, it was great for me to practice, but as time went on, um, you know, my own experience and my ability to show up for people, right. And live high integrity, um, having these principles constantly looking at my day every night. Um, you know, I did this thing for six months, Benjamin Franklin's 13 virtues where mm -hmm. you reflect on, you know, one character trait per day and see how you did every night. I did that for six months, you know, just by myself. And I wasn't, you know, telling anyone I was doing it, but just, it's these little things that you always know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like the most important person in the world is always watching everything you do. It's you. And as you begin to raise your integrity, self-worth always follows. They're always in perfect harmony. So I started to become confident. And, you know, um, then I made uh, one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I'm sure you can speak on this as well. You know, that new field certification that I got. Yeah, well, that, that, um, that is Newfield um, in Colorado from one of the founders of coaching as we know it, a guy named Julio Alayo, incredible man, master coach, and just one of the most inspirational, um, wise men I've ever met. And, uh, you know, that costs $10,000, man. And you know, I'll, I'll buy a car, I'll get this, I'll get all this stuff. But then when it comes time to invest in yourself and spend that money on your own development, your mind plays with you. But the moment I made that decision and I paid that money, my life changed forever because then I told myself I'm worth this. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that program, again, a whole other, you know, more evolution of changing my 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 whole entire world, right? And now I've given myself a whole nother set of tools yeah. to be of maximum service within the organization and lead people and, you know, discover what it really means to chase personal and professional mastery, right? Um, and then year after year now, I've just like, okay, all right, 10 grand, great. Can I do 20? Can I do 25, <laughs> right? And I just, I keep pouring all this money back into myself and um, right in the instant that I made that decision to spend that money on myself, the next week I was invited to an event to meet the founder of the successful male. His name awesome. is Ron Holtra. He's from Melbourne, Australia, a uh, 20 year wealth advisor and just an incredible human being. And we hit it off and it, it's a crazy just movie story. We don't have time, but what I will say is, is that the universe, there are no coincidences, right? And the yeah. fact that a Indian Australian man from Melbourne and an Irish Italian American from Tampa, Florida can meet in Boca Raton, Florida at a 52 person event and then go on to start, you know, building this global movement just shows the power of collective consciousness. And it's, mm -hmm. dude, it's, we're changing so many men's lives and it's so needed because we're not always the first to put up our hands and say we need some help. You know what I mean? But the statistics yeah. around 
suicide, domestic violence, like we just were talking about, drug and alcoholism are staggering with men and it needs to change, man. Um, lastly, and, and then I'll kick it back to you, the somatic dispositions, which I know you're interested in that, right? And a lot of people ask me about ontology as well, right? And, oh, you're an ontological coach. Well, that's great. What the what the fuck is that, bro? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a mouthful. Um, ontology is the study of being, right? So our being. And, you know, within our being, we have um, what makes it up, which is um, our body, emotions, and language, right? So, you know, somatic dispositions is the body aspect of it, right? Body language, understanding energy, and metaphysics in terms of, uh, you know, exploring your energy signature and things of that nature. Like I always tell people, if you don't believe in body language and, and that has any effect, go tell your dog in a happy, playful voice, what a piece of shit they are and see how excited <laughs> they are. It's not about the language, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, just that human and just that species and, and, element to everything um is so invigorating but then you have right um creating coherency between the body emotions and language right or the mind intelligence and heart intelligence um which when you create that coherency and you can get into that space um i know you you've gotten into flow and we've been talking about that too when you get into that space you have limitless possibilities for your future, man. And the more that we can get people into their body and understanding their emotions and being aware of what's going on, getting them into their mind to see how they talk to themselves with their language and starting to create, you know, just that clear path for them of where they want to go. They're going to be able to have rapid success and ultimate fulfillment. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what, one of the truest things I've ever, I mean, there's no better way to say it than say gotten enlightenment on, right? Was words have power. Like, <clears throat> whether it be self-thought, you don't even have to say the thing. Like, words themselves have power. How you talk to yourself has power. You, I mean, it's truest form is you get what you focus on. And <clears throat> It's one of those things that like, sadly, we're never taught or really encouraged to look into or study or discover. It's, you kind of just stumble across this at some point. And more often than not, especially with what you're doing with the male coaching, like men are super susceptible to this, right? Because society has kind of created this culture where we don't, we don't feel pain. We can't show vulnerability. We, we have to be this sturdy rock and all while that's happening, we're tearing the shit out of ourselves inside. And that has an effect. Absolutely. It's what I love the fact that you said one of the probably best investments was when you, when you hit that button, when you paid that check, uh, because it's to say one of the only reasons I'm still alive is because I purchased a coaching program in 2017 in, it was July 10th at like 3 AM 2017. I had a gun in my mouth, drunk, 
lost everything, lost a company, lost a house, lost the relationship is in the daughter. We were, I was adopting for the relationship, cars, money, everything just gone. And during that, uh, it finally built up to a point where that happened and universe has a weird way of putting you exactly where you need to be when something needs to happen. And I made a phone call to a woman named Stella who became my first therapist and counselor that I had met maybe 12 hours before that, maybe. (laughs) And she gave me her card and on the back of the card said, call 24 hours a day if you need help. And so I dialed the number. She picked up, we talked for like three hours. And then then like that morning uh, I hired my first couple coaches and it was, it wasn't cheap. It was, it was, if you really want to call it what it is at that point, I was $57,000 in debt. I had like $15 in my pocket and I maxed out some, some credit lines and some cards that I had just to be able to do it. Uh, but that those together and this weird universal, like possibility and probability overlapping onto an opportunity are why I'm still here and why I've focused my entire life on my mission, which is to help people thrive, not just survive and to conquer your complacency with consistency to the point where I've got those tattooed on me. And in every conversation, every day with everybody, it's how can I be 1% better than I was yesterday? And how can I help somebody else do the same thing? Mm. And it's, terrifying to to invest your last dollar in yourself oh, uh, yeah. but it is by far the best decision i think i've ever made yeah and i just i want to show you this real quick if tell me if you can see it it's coming in now i can see it. yeah it took a while inspiring men to thrive it's literally the it's literally the tagline on one of our thumbnails for our podcast as well. So no wonder awesome. we hooked up, bro. No wonder we hooked up. Love that. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So let we've only got a few minutes left. So let, let's wrap this up. We typically have this little bit of a tradition here where I hand it over to the guest and I have them do what we call the three favors. Okay. Favor one is your biggest, juiciest piece of gold that you think people should take action on today to start changing their life, to help them thrive, not just survive, help them conquer their complacency with consistency and whatever it is you believe. Favor two is your favorite of something that's changed your life, your favorite coaching program, your favorite book, your favorite place, your favorite hobby, your favorite the audio, your favorite something that's helped you. And then third, how can people get a hold of you? Where can they connect with you? Where can they reach out if they want to get to know you? Where can they join your movement, become part of the solution? And if they need to, if they need to join your coaching program, if they want to join the successful mail, where can they find that? Absolutely. That's a, that's a juicy big three, bro. Yeah. Like, like ju- the old juicy fruit commercial <laughs> except um, the flavor lasts longer than about yeah, two minutes so exactly. God, that was, you're right man that flavor was so underwhelming oh my god all right so number one man my biggest juiciest piece of advice wow um you know i would say i'll just go on what i have what i'm what i've been rolling with right now 
right? Because there's just, you know, we're, you always got something that you're on, you know, like, oh, this is my shit right now, you know? And what I'm on right now is, is uh, saying no to everything that doesn't align with the vision you have for your life. Um, one of the most like rampant addictions in the world is people pleasing. And I uh, am a recovered uh, people pleaser. And uh, I want people to understand that no is a complete sentence. Um, and there's two essential factors when we say no. And that is we get to keep our dignity and our freedom. And when we say no, um, when we want to say no, we get to keep our dignity and freedom. And when we say yes, when we really want to say no, we give up our dignity and our freedom. And it goes along with exactly what you said as far as not putting the oxygen mask on yourself before helping your child on the plane. It's the same principle. So say, de determine what your vision is for your life and say no to everything that isn't that. And then you'll, you'll, you'll measure yourself how productive and focused you can be. Um, that's number one. Number two is, uh, what was number two? Your favorite something book, place, uh, yeah. relaxation method, meditation, your favorite something. Yeah, I, I would say my favorite thing to do is to travel. Um, there has never been something more uh, inspiring and enlightening in my life than, you know, I've been to Bali and Spain and, you know, all these different places. And it's incredible what it does to me in terms of enriching my uh, extreme thankfulness that I like to practice every day. Uh, it does something to me in terms of um, really getting to see the world and just not only how small I am on it, right, and that humility, but also to see that um, there's a, a lot of work for us to be, to be done in terms of helping to elevate the consciousness of the collective and, and continue driving the pace to serve the world. So, and Absolutely. then the, the last thing, um, of course, I remember this, uh, dropping that, the offer and, and the business and the movement. And, you know, we had all these plans to do live events and create, you know, this space for men to come like-minded individuals and talk about ambitions and success and goals. Because there's women do a great job at that, man. They kick our ass with networking. We're, you know, if we're not at a softball field or at the bar or something, it's like we're, we don't hang out, you know? It's because we're stubborn as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with the website, the successfulmail.com, um, you can hook up with us there. Um, you know, our core program is the success blueprint. That's where the, the magic happens. That's where the transformation takes place. And it's holistic, right? Life is not one dimensional. So your, your, your development shouldn't be either. It's multidimensional. We cover finances, things, you know, that stuff we weren't ever taught in school. Um, you know, we cover relationships, how to be a, a, a great and effective communicator. And, and all those things, networking, how to be a leader. Um, we will cover mindset and mental health as well as business and um, career fundamentals, right? So really bringing those four domains that men seem to be suffering in and elevating your success. Um, and you do that with the course and a mentor. 
And we also do have mentors. So if you want to become a mentor with us and become a coach with us, you can. Um, we also have, you know, some eBooks. The podcast is out. Myself and Ron Mahaltra have been rocking that out hard. Um, you know, just like you, we've been jamming on Clubhouse at stacking up the guests and invitations. Um, and listen, you can connect with me, Joseph DeRoma, on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn is where I have a heavy presence on all three. And um, if you're shy, you can email me at josephderoma at the successfulmail.com. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep driving the pace, Brian. Right on, man. Right on. I appreciate you making the time, man. Everybody listening, all of you people here in the Inbound Secret, reach out to Joe, whether whether it be you just want to make friends with the gentleman, you want to join his movement, you want to make an impact, or you just want to level up. It's worth the time to find him, whether on social or email. Go check out the successful mail. Check out the podcast. Where are you listed on the podcast now? Um, we're on everything, Spotify, I, you know, Apple podcasts, Stitcher, all the heavy hitters. Awesome. Go, go find his podcast. Give it a listen, give it a subscribe. I know you're out here changing lives, man. I appreciate you coming on once again. Thank you, man. Pleasure to connect. This is the inbound My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for The Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is The Inbound Secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is The Inbound. This is The Inbound. This is The Inbound.